You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Uh, Kevin, I have to say that you have won a prop bet already. Really? Explain. Well, at Tsutsugo Fan Club kind of hinted at it yesterday saying that there should be a prop bet update. And he is correct or she is correct because Lucas Giolito threw a no hitter. You had said that it was going to happen. I said no managers would, you know, uh, baby their starting pitchers and, and would not let them go to the ninth. And boom, here you go. Giolito gets a no hitter. You win the first prop bet of many. Wow. See, I didn't even know we had this as a prop bet. I thought it was just some banter discussion, if you will. I don't see it on our list. So Ooh, there, maybe we can you know retroactively. It is, it's I, I not do on our vaguely list. remember this discussion. It did happen. Okay. But you know what? It, we never entered it. So actually, is it even is it even real? Was it real? Well, does it even count if it's against the Pirates? Does it even count? <laughs> we have to consider this. The Pirates, um, yeah. the worst offensive team in baseball, kind of by far. Yes. And of course, I mean, a no-hitter is impressive against a double-A team, triple-A team. But Good we also him. have to consider... Yeah that this Pirates lineup had six guys that were batting under 200 in the lineup. Like, you know, maybe, maybe if they had Austin Meadows in the lineup, Mm. they wouldn't get no note. Wow. Just, just you know, sticking it. Yeah. Sticking it real hard into the Pirates fans. So uh, hearts. Will you give me this one? I mean, even though it isn't in the official record, it's not in the official record. It's, I will give it to you, but I just want everybody to know it's not in the official record. Okay. But we will reinstate it into the Google Drive. That's, I think that's we have to uh, type up the minutes from that episode where this discussion <laughs> was had and make sure it is official. We don't want to be breaking any podcast rules or regulations or anything like that. Yeah, that was, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll go on the record right now and say there will be another one before the end of the year. Probably oh, against he- the Pirates again. To be he's frank. getting he's getting greedy, folks. Watch one out! More. Again, getting greedy. It just takes one to open the floodgates. Nobody ran a, under a four minute mile until Roger Bannister did it. Now everybody Ooh. does it. Look so, at Lucas Look at Giolito, come on! I I love how in the uh, not to get too much off the race here, but right. I I did look at uh, some of the highlights and I went to the Pirates website. And, like, their highlight is Eric Gonzalez drawing a walk. That's, like, the only highlight they have from the game. One walk. Yes. It was one, it, it was one walk away from being a perfect, uh, a perfect game. So 
no, good for Lucas, good for the the, the city yeah. of Chicago, and obviously White Sox fans. Um, at Yoke Andy Man on Twitter says, I imagine Locked On Rays could do a poll on Lucas Giolito's performance, and people would say less than acceptable. L M A O. Can't satisfy everybody. Some people can end up never be satisfied. I'm sorry. That's just the world we live in these days. And, and, and we saw it last night with the, the what was a beautiful game thrown by, by Tyler Glass. Now seven innings. Now that makes it the longest start by a race pitcher this, um, this season. And we put up a poll. Exceeded expectations. Acceptable or I'm a negative Nancy. And either a troll or somebody who's an actual negative Nancy uh decided to fill up on that third option i thought he was fantastic i thought you he really was can't out. be any better than that great transition that- by the way to some race talk <laughs> you know when we thought as the al cy young winner and and the team cy young um or at least best pitcher that's the kind of start that we were imagining Tyler Glass now doing seven innings of just pure filth. I mean, that was what thirteen strikeouts, as many as Lucas Giolito. How about that? L- look at that, and it not, not only seven innings, but you could say that the Orioles' offense is a, a tad better than what the Pirates are offering in twenty twenty. I mean, it was just amazing. And the best part about it is number one, he tightened up when he had to when the lead shrunk. To one, that's when he started getting really, really good. And as the game went on, he just started to pick up a pace that was really, I mean, he was just getting better. He was very Verlander-esque. Mm-hmm. You know, Verlander usually has a couple two shaky innings and then he just takes off. That's what Glasnow did last night. Yeah, and he mixed the fastball and the curveball about as equal as you could. He threw the fastball 48 times, the curveball 47 times. Ulysses, do you get the sense that he almost has two variations of the curveball? He's got the traditional 12-6 that just drops off the table, and then it seems like at times he'll throw one that's a little bit more slurvy or loopy glove yeah. side. And it's, yeah. it's just dangerous. Like he was, everybody was swinging over the top of that curveball, then he throws <laughs> yeah. the fastball elevated and guys are swinging under it. it it was just tremendous it's great to see his his delivery and control more intact i know a couple starts ago he had had an issue with that ba actually made a great point about i guess he's taken a little bit of cut off his fastball mm-hmm. which helps him in some way so that's exactly what you need you need during this time of pitching injuries which we will get to uh glass has got to pitch six seven strong every time he goes out Snell has to pitch six, seven innings strong every time he goes out. Uh, here's a, by the way, before we transition to um, another day, another pitching injury, uh, great quote from Renato Nunez. He was the guy who hit the home run off glass now in the first, I think. But uh, we know he throws 9,900 miles per hour. But when he starts throwing those curveballs for strikes, that's when he gets tough to hit. You can kind of be on the fastball, but when he throws the curveball for a strike, you think, we're not going to hit it. What can I say? He threw a good game. Just defeated. (laughs) And and it's true because, like, what are you supposed to do with that pitch? What are you supposed – and you can't sit on it. And and because if you do sit on that curveball, then that 98 is going to go right past you. 
It's it's gonna it's gonna blow you away. Uh, so that's the kind of start that we were hoping for, not only from Glass now, but from starting pitching of the race. They need to start doing the set, the six seven innings uh, regularly. Regularly, I mean, the 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 bullpen is just that list is growing long. But I don't want to talk about that just yet because uh, that's a new segment. Mm-hmm. It's uh, who goes to the IL today. Yeah. Um. But let's talk about a little bit about the offense. What was most impressive to you about the offense last night? Most impressive to me. I mean, the thing that stood out to me the most, I would say, was Renfro and Margot going back to back. But maybe most impressive was Margot hitting a changeup past the Papa John sign. I didn't yeah. know he had that quite that that much power there, and getting his first home run. I think again, we're, we're KK. Now it's your turn to get a home run, Mikey Perez. <laughs> now it's your turn to get a home run. Join the yeah. McDuffie Club. I think those are the only two regulars. Again, it start. We're we're waiting so long on Yandy to get his yeah. first. He gets his now. Margot now. Just move on down the line. Now, maybe this gives KK some motivation. Okay, I got to get mine. Perez, I've got to get mine too. Mikey went deep center field, yes. got caught in the warning track. So it was a little bit of a WTP warning track power there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, maybe hopefully very soon he gets his first, just like KK. No, but for me, the most impressive thing, which again, the, the back-to-back was amazing. Just as a fan to watch. But it's such a struggle as a race fan, seeing bases loaded and kind of be let down about it being bases loaded because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, oh, no, here they go again. This is not going to be anything good. You pinch hit for Zunino. Great move by Cash. Great move. Pinch hit Zunino. Bases loaded. One out. You got to do something here. You bring in Choi facing the righty. And what does Choi do? He actually does a productive out with the bases loaded. You hit a sack fly. You get that runner in. I would have loved to have seen a little bit of a tag action from second to third. Mm-hmm. I love me some tag action. So didn't see that. But they get the run in. And they get the run in in the sixth inning right when Glass now is moving just fine. But in that seventh inning, we've talked about jug runs. You mm-hmm. gotta tack on. You gotta tack on. You can't just leave that one. I mean, every guy that's on is now the 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 the, the tie and run. You 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 can't have that. And so I I loved seeing them being clutch in the situation, just hitting wise with the bases loaded. That was for me what stood out. Hey, you're gonna have to start winning close games. You can't expect to win. You can't expect to have Red Sox like blowouts one run two run those extra insurance runs certainly are going to make a difference uh, especially now with uh, even more pitching injuries which we'll get to uh by the way uh it seemed like i mean the rays probably could have had another three or four hits if not some great maybe some lucky outfield plays by the orioles like mullins tracking things down that that new left fielder mason williams robbing a hit from willie adamas like they made some some impressive yeah. plays out there. But again, the Orioles, we can agree, they're a worse team than the Rays. you got to be able to take advantage of them, especially when you have Tyler Glass now going up against uh, Mobster Maloney. That's my new nickname for him. <laughs> I, I, uh, Taters Maloney. Pretty... <laughs> Taters Maloney. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually got a – I was too nice to him yesterday. I, I said he would play a 19-year-old in a uh, – what is it, biopic? Bi- biopic, is yeah. 
Yeah, biopic of by Capone, nineteen year old. I, I was too. I was too nice. Maybe a twenty eight year old, thirty year old I mean, version he, of Capone. I mean, there's a lot of high school high schoolers out there that throw just as hard as Maloney. So, you know. <laughs> did you see the graphic uh, that, that which was, was just rude by Fox Sports uh, showing Tanner Glass now's change up? It's like four miles uh, f- uh, faster than. Tommy Malone's. I, I'd venture to say fastball. most MLB pitchers changeup <laughs> is at least slightly faster or as fast. Ninety-two to eighty-six. Yeah. Wow. BA was just like, that's just rude. You don't do that. <laughs> hey, gotta love the uh, TV production crew there. Okay, yeah. uh, might as well get to the bad news here. But first, well, Ulysses, we officially got some bad news in the ninth inning of that game last night where Jalen Beeks exited the game with some sort of left arm injury. So another day, another pitching injury, this time Jalen Beeks, who I know we've been critical of uh, in recent, I guess in the past year or so, but he's really been prime for the Rays this year. I mean, he was, he was fourth on the team in innings pitched and, his his numbers look good. Like his his fastball seemed to have more velocity on it. The the tail side changeup. I mean that. I mean he's been impressive, but he goes down and it doesn't look good. I guess reports are out there that team officials are scared that it could be a UCL injury, which means he would not only miss this year but probably next season as well. It, it, they're comparing it to Andrew Kittrich. Um, what he felt, that's not good, uh, mm-hmm. to, to put it uh, simply, just not good. And, yeah, he had been mostly money yeah. for, for the race this year, and, and which, is, which is great to see because when he came in from Boston, it was kind of a reclamation project. And the race have been able to kind of tweak things here and there with his delivery, with hiding the ball, getting some more velocity on the fastball, which has been nice to see. And he was being productive, as you say, fourth uh, um, in innings pitched in 2020. I mean that that that's 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 really nice to, to yes. see. And unfortunately, he he goes down. Garcia picked it up with the save, very clutch there. I think what is that the seventh, eighth different pitcher with a save? It's it's been kind of ridiculous. I've got a little game for you, actually. What's more, lesser, <laughs> equal? The amount of raised pitchers who are on the injured list, you can either include or not include Jalen Beeks right now, or the amount of raised pitchers who have collected at least one save. Okay, I'm going to say including Jalen Beeks, there's about one more person on the IL than pitchers getting a save. Ding, 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 ding. You are correct. If you include Jalen Beeks on the injured list, that brings the number up to 10. 10. While the number of raised players who have collected at least one save is 9. We now add Edgar Garcia to the list. Sleegers has one. Gidridge had one. Curtis. Bonda. Uh, probably, if I had to guess, probably a couple more raised players will pick up a save before the season yes. is all said and done. Hey, you know, with the we know that Injuries, pitching injuries are at an all-time high. It's almost like an epidemic right now this year. We know what happened with spring training, the shutdown, then having to start things up so quickly. But I got to say, like, 
same thing with Kittredge with Jalen Beeks, like his delivery, uh, that seemed like a ticking time bomb. The way yeah. that he, the, the flexion in his wrist, he's almost like a like a Halloween scarecrow. The way he brings it back, <laughs> if you can see my visual here, and then yeah. he like rears back all the way and then unleashes the pitch. Like that cannot be good on the forearm elbow, which seems to be the crux of his pain right now. Like I get it. The, it, it of course has something to do with the, the fact of the, uh, the stoppage and the, the quick ramp up, but also we have to know and realize that the Rays prioritize guys who have unique deliveries, arm angle, right. angles, looks, they're deceptive. Yeah. Um, and that goes with the territory. Like if you don't have that, that normal prototypical delivery that you see from a lot of guys, you have, you know, the Kittredge thing and, and what Beeks, Beeks might have one of the more unique deliveries and setups. Well, in Oliver Drake baseball. too. Yeah. Oliver Drake is and funky. We haven't heard really an update on Drake. Like, I don't no, think they've been kind of quiet and I don't want to sound the alarm here, but when they say Charlie Morton's uh, bullpen was, um, we're, we're very enthusiastic about it. It's kind of like, hmm, yeah. shouldn't you be a little bit more than enthusiastic? Enthusiastic seems like your mm-hmm. bar was set pretty low, and he actually pitched without you know, his arm falling off, and you're like, well, okay, yeah. okay, this is a good baby step. Wait, he didn't All tear right. his UCL. He didn't tear <laughs> his UCL. We're good. We're good here, guys. <laughs> so... Uh, there, there's something to be said. I know we were like, "Oh, Oliver Drake, maybe this 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 weekend is is yeah. healthy. Maybe you get uh, Roe back. Maybe you get Charlie Morton back." Well, they say uh, Charlie. I guess the reports are more encouraging of Nick Anderson and Chaz Rowe. Okay, I'll. I mean, until I see it, I won't believe it until I see it. Sort of a deal, um, but yeah, it's still. Either way, it's it's an issue for sure, to say the least. And I know I, I think somebody was kind of joking with me or, or kind of tongue-in-cheek on Twitter the other day, like, oh, which which raised pitcher went down today? That was on Monday. And all we had to do was wait one day, yeah. Tuesday, and we have another pitcher that goes down. Again, I'm saying every day, every day pretty much, it seems like a, a new guy's going down, unfortunately. Yankee fandom was very critical of the health and medical staff of their team for the last couple of years. They were very critical of it because not only did they give wrong diagnosis, they sometimes said, oh, he would be back six to eight weeks. Those six to eight weeks then get elongated to three, four, five months. Right. And so they were very critical. And the Yankees were actually proactive about that, if you can call it proactive. And they kind of revamped their whole health and medical staff this year. They're still getting injuries, but they they did what the fandom asked. Mm -hmm. When do you start sounding the alarm for the race? Do you just let it go because it's 2020, it's weird, the ramp up was short, and you're like, well, they've got funky deliveries, all of these guys. Look, everything's fine. It's not the health and medical uh, uh, training staff. When do you sound the alarm? I mean, I I wouldn't sound the alarm. I'm not going to call for a guy I don't know on the training staff for his job because Andrew Kittredge and Jalen Beeks are getting injured. Like we've got to look at their deliveries. I think first of all, this is a league wide problem. This isn't just to the Rays. If it was just the Rays that have 
you know, a dozen guys go down, then yeah, you might want to take a hard look at that. And if they had more normal, prototypical, mechanical deliveries, that would be something as well. But I don't think, and, and I know there were a bunch of injury issues last year, but some of those were freak injuries and things like that. I mean, 162-game season, you're going to have a lot of injuries as well. If this was just really related to the Rays and maybe one or two other teams, but this is all throughout baseball. Like, this isn't a Rays problem. This is an MLB problem that's going on right now this year. It, it could be, you know, not that it could be. I think most likely it is the ramp up. I don't think the stop, the stop and start thing with, with spring training stopping, I don't think that really was the big deal. Like, Unless guys were you, doing things with trying to, I guess, maybe overdo it sometimes or get into some bad habits where there wasn't much that's oversight. what i think yeah the, you know with without oversight maybe they they got into some bad habits which you've mentioned in the past uh, i think tyler glass now actually might have alluded to that like ah, without kyle being there mm-hmm. i I'm, i got into some things that i needed to adjust uh we don't we don't longer see the bend from tyler yeah. before every pitch so he took and that also away. The, the, we got to remember the rest and recovery. Was that really there during this this layoff period? Where guys, who knows? Maybe Jalen Beeks was going out there. All right, I'm going to throw 60 pitches as hard as my, as hard as I can with my buddies, and then I'm not going to go through the proper rest recovery protocols, things like that. Uh, maybe he was trying yeah. to lift more. I don't know. There, there's a million of other things. I think it, it comes down to simply, of course, the the ramp up, and then the fact that. Just look at look at that delivery. I hate to go back to it a million times, but that if you do that in slow motion, like that cannot be healthy on your arm, elbow, so on and so forth. And the two best prognoses that we've received are from Nick Anderson and Chaz Rowe. The two guys that don't really have a funky delivery. Mm-hmm. They're the least funky of the bunch. Yes. Is Chaz and, and Nick. There's some, maybe there's something to what you're saying that you know that they were just putting a lot of pressure on that elbow, shoulder, you know, with with their deliveries. We'll see. We'll hope for good news. But I bet that on August 26, uh, Eric Neander's phone lines are going off. Yes. And we saw Buster Olney saying yesterday that the Rays are having very competitive talks, which. You know, as a Rays fan, you got to make fun of that because you always hear that. Yeah. And uh, nothing well, really last materializes. Year, though, they did a lot last year. They made well, a the lot last of couple of years, you, you didn't see the Tommy Pham uh, deal. You know, you, you didn't see the, the Shane Boz, Glassnow, um, Meadows deal coming. That, that, that's true. You didn't see uh, Libertor. Did, did Libertor uh, get. Um, no, or was that the offseason? I think uh, that was the offseason. Oh, where they traded Libertor? With the Cardinals, for, with Jose Martinez. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was on the offseason. Yeah. It all runs together. Um, but, um, yeah, you, you, they've done more than in yeah. the past, in the last couple of years. Maybe Eric Neander uh, was more at the helm of that. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. But you've got to get arms, man. It's 10 pitchers now. Yes. Let's be honest. Jalen Beast is not pitching for a while when you take him out like that. Neither is Yanni Torinos and maybe no. another guy. Like, here's the thing, and maybe we'll have to dive into the trade rumors and discussion tomorrow. But, like, if Charlie Morton, I think, if he misses another week or so, that option for 2021 
goes down from $15 million to $10 million based on some sort of clause he has. I believe it's nine days, nine more days. So if he's on the, if he's on the shelf for another nine days, that could, that could be another $5 million out of his pocket for next year, which could ultimately mean, do I want to pitch in 2021 losing that $5 million? I mean, I would, of course, I mean, knowing I'm not in his shoes, but still earning $10 million in one year still is pretty good pocket change, retirement change, but maybe it's <laughs> part of the, it, it's definitely part of the decision-making process for sure. So that's maybe something. Maybe it's not worth watch. it for him. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. not worth it for him to do 10 million instead of 15 mil but if it is kevin and he does spend that time and it does go down from 15 to 10 million for next year those five extra buckaroos can go to what another bat another pitcher yeah. maybe you take on to a rental mm-hmm. and 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 th- that you can pay that extra five million i mean right now i i would look i would love a, a another catcher I would love a late inning reliever, but you've got to cover innings. Mm-hmm. That that's that's my thing. You you lost Yanni. You can't keep putting so much stress on that bullpen. You need another starter. You need another. You need yes. to cover innings, six seven innings every five days. Because if the bullpen is covering for Blake Snell four innings, or 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 Yarbrough or 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 Glass now. I mean, something's got it. Something's yeah. got it. Morton's not even there. I mean, you you need innings, right? You, you need a guy that can can throw four to five innings. And uh, Trevor Richards could be a guy to step up as he goes and t- it takes the mound tonight against the Orioles. But I think you need a couple more arms that can give you Trevor Richards esque yeah. level of innings. You you can't just rely on Trevor Richards. Okay. We need we need five, six, seven strong from you. I just don't think that's going to happen. That's Is that where Fleming? You're have to. Maybe it's Fleming, but I think he definitely can in time, you know, as a prospect type. But I think you've got to sort of go out and get a ready-made, tailor-made arm that can step in and and do what needs to be done. Um, by the way, don't let me not mince words here and suggest that the Rays are keeping Charlie Morton on the shelf just so they can save five million dollars. Maybe another player they would try to do that to. But Charlie Morton, I feel, has deserved enough respect. Too late. And appreciation. But I think he only, what, threw 25 pitches in the bullpen session? And, like, it's going to take – I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sorry, buddy. Too late. It's it's already on the airwaves. People are putting Uh, on the conspiracy theory of the Locked On Rays nation. It's gone. It's out of your lips into the conspiracy theory. Uh, tweet all complaints to at Zambrano Ulysses on Twitter. <laughs> he will take care of those. Uh, real quickly, a couple of Twitter comments uh, regarding pitching injuries from Stephen Warner. Stephen Warner 54. He says, how are you even surprised? They weren't warmed up correctly through spring training for that two weeks. They need more time. Why spring is a month long and then a week or so before spring training. And then uh, Blue F and Checkmark. At JR underscore F8 says, really time to start having the conversation about their training staff and throwing programs regarding the race. I get the throwing programs and maybe mm-hmm. not addressing, hey, you have a hitch in your delivery instead of letting it wither and right. keep going, and keep not going, changing it. it. You know. yeah. yeah. So that's something to consider as well. All right. Um, on the mound tonight. 
It is your boy Trevor Richards going up against Asher Wojciechowski. I dare anybody to try to spell that without looking, but um, <laughs> Wojciechowski hasn't been that great this year. I mean, Richards hasn't you know lit the world on fire, but it's a pretty balanced pretty or even. so matchup. Yeah. I mean, if the Rays bats come to play, then then we could have something here. And you gotta right. love what Silver Fox. Come on, yeah, he's got Silver. the Silver Fox in him. Will there be a day? Do you think he'll ever dye his hair? He's gonna let this thing ride. Let this thing run. Nah, he's rocking it. Uh, and you know, after we we dubbed him Silver Fox, he's keeping it. I uh, I get. Yeah. I just got that feeling. It's a pretty good nickname. Not as good of a nickname as Tony Taters, Anthony <laughs> Santander. No, nah, that's number one. That's a one sauce right there. That should be our goal: is to find a better nickname for a raised player than Tony Taters. It's damn okay, near we got the whole season, but. We've got okay. maybe it's an it might be an, an off season undertaking, but I think okay. we'll have to discuss it at some point. Let's do it. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Thursday.